Hi, and welcome to Com Church Talks. This is our sermon of the day. We pray it will be a real blessing to you. I know you'll be encouraged, challenged, and uplifted by the talk you're about to hear. Last week, and it's no, it's no accident that we're following on from a series on blessing. Following on, our series was called Hashtag Blessed. And um, the team spoke and they, we looked at the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus' words, where he, where he spoke what we call the Beatitudes. And he challenged us that perhaps the, our lives are a little bit upside down. We need to behave countercultural to get God's blessing on our lives. And today, this is our response to the Beatitudes teaching for a very deliberate reason. Today, we're being very deliberate. We're sending out, we're commissioning out, we're taking new steps deliberately as a response to what we heard in the last few weeks about the Beatitudes. You know, we need to pass the point of blessing in our life. It's great to be blessed. You know, the enemy is happy sometimes for you to be blessed. The enemy knows that human nature says, once I get my blessing, I'm going to want to celebrate that blessing and camp out where I am because it feels good to be blessed. And that's human nature. That is just our human nature. And the enemy knows it and it recognizes it. So do you know what? You go to your church once a week. You pray to your God. You get your miracle. You have your headache healed. You do these things because I don't mind because you can sit in your blessing. But you know, if we just stay in our blessing, we're not doing what God has called us to do. We're missing the mark completely. You know, there's a step beyond blessing. There's a step beyond blessing that will unlock the supernatural power of God in your life. And that is when we realize why the Holy Spirit comes on us. I'm going to use a scripture this morning that is very common. Everybody knows it. You know it. If you want to turn in your Bibles or your electronic Bibles, Acts 1.8 says this. He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power. Everybody say receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. It was awesome to hear Joseph in that video just now quote that part of that scripture where he'd been comfortable in Jerusalem and now he was going to spread his wings and begin traveling the world on missions. And I love that. I'm so excited about what God is using Joseph to do. I can't wait. The second he's back, he's going to be standing here telling us what was possible because we supported his trip. But the Holy Spirit doesn't come on us so that we can stand in a worship service like this so that we can lift our hands and feel goosebumps down our spine in some act of worship and singing and just praise. Yes, the Holy Spirit comes on us for that, but it doesn't just come on us for that. The Holy Spirit comes on us to make us powerful. That Acts 1-8 scripture, it comes on it to make you powerful. Are you feeling powerful today? I just want a little straw poll of everybody sat in Com Church when you rocked up today, this morning, and you took your seat in church today. Were you feeling particularly powerful, Sue? Were you feeling powerful over there? Well, the Holy Spirit comes on us so that we can be powerful. And this morning is just a reminder of that. This morning is just a reminder that we can be powerful. And that's why the Holy Spirit comes on us. There's an amazing power 
when we step out of just having our blessing and we use our blessing to be a witness and then we take it to win the lost. There's just power in that. That's what we receive our blessing for. You're not receiving your blessing just to celebrate in church. You're re- when God sets you up and you receive your miracle in your finances, when your disease is cured from heaven, or when, you, when God heals that relationship in your family, or he does something for you, the reason the Holy Spirit came on you and did that thing was so that you could be a witness, so that you could take it and give it out. There are two bodies of water mentioned, well, there's lots of bodies of water mentioned in Scripture, but there are two that I want to talk about this morning, and we brought them up in creative this week. There are two, there are two bodies of water in, mentioned in the Bible in Israel. One is um, the Sea of Galilee, around which there's so much life, and there are ports, and there's an ecosystem of, of life around the edge. The Sea of Galilee has an intake and it has an outtake. That's why, that's why that it thrives. There's animals there. There's fishing to be done. There's an ecosystem around the Sea of Galilee. Then there's another body of water that's called the Dead Sea, which has an intake, but it doesn't have an outtake, and it's called the Dead Sea for a reason. Has anyone ever been swimming in the Dead Sea? If you have, raise your hand. I have. Sarah has. You guys, we've been swimming in the Dead Sea. It's very difficult to swim in. You just get lifted up straight away and you're floating around the Dead Sea because the chemicals, the salt, everything is just so dead in there. It's dense. The water is thicker than most and it lifts your body up and you just float on the surface. It's the Dead Sea and it's called the Dead Sea for a reason. There is no outtake. So when we hear our story and we study and we do Bible study com on the Beatitudes and we sit in church week after week and we do hashtag blessed. When we do that and we receive our blessing, it is possible for us to clog up and become dead if we don't have an outtake. This morning when we launched Scott and we did it in this service, we purposefully began to find the places where there's an outtake in church. Where can we send out? Where can we push out? That's because we don't need corporate constipation. I hate to use this. God's going to do a deep work in some of us today, a very deep personal work today. And I have no way of making this live for you in your mind than making it deep and personal. But we can't become constipated as a church. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the Dead Sea is, a, is constipated. You could say it doesn't have an outtake. It doesn't have, that's why it is the way it is. And I... I just want you to understand this today. I don't want you to think I'm being crude or rude for the sake of it, but I think it's the example that most lives in our mind and will kind of most be inside us in more ways than one. So we, yeah, we just, we need to have that outlet in our life. And you know, there's, in Scripture, I want us to take a look just quickly. I'm going to ask Sarah to come and read about Ezekiel. We're going to look at the river of life this morning. Is that all right? We're going to look at the river of life. There are many examples in Scripture and talking of the river of life. And the thing about a river is it's a river because it flows. It's got somewhere to go. It's forever moving. It's not a stagnant pool that just sits there. And that's what your life needs to be. It needs to be a river. That's what this church, Com Church, needs to be. It needs to be a moving body, a river, because it's the river that gives life. There's a prophet in the Old Testament. I love prophecy. And I, I just want us to read this. It's from Ezekiel, Ezekiel. 
um, is a prophet. He was he lived in Babylon, like it's, it's very early prophet, and he gave prophecies, and God gave him prophecies about the the collapse of the temple from the temple being torn down to the temple in Israel being re-established, and he really prophesied it. But this morning, as this is read, I don't want to just look at it in the natural. You know, Jewish people for centuries, Jews have sat in temples and synagogues debating what is the river of God and what does this mean and what was Ezekiel trying to say with this scripture. I mean, I can't add anything to what you can Google and you'll find that Jewish people have agonized with this. There's been so much conversation and talk about what is this talking about. But I want us to read it with prophetic eyes today for our lives here in Dunstable and for Com Church. As we send out, as we create avenues to send out, I want us to read this and, and study the river of life this morning. Sarah, would you read Ezekiel's words? So from chapter 47, starting at verse 1. The man brought me back to the entrance to the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple towards the east, for the temple faced the east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing east, and the water was trickling from the south side. As the man went eastward with the measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through the water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in. A river that no one could cross. He asked me, son of man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah, where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea, the salty water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be a large number of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along on the shore from Engedi to Eneglim. There will be pl places for spreading nets. The fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea. But the swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for the salt. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow. Is that enough? No, fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit, because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. Okay, there's some people that understand prophecy already clapping. They know what God's going to try and say for your life today. But isn't that amazing that even the Dead Sea... At the inlet of this river that, that, um, that Ezekiel is talking about begins to flourish where that water that comes down from the temple in this vision comes in. I just wonder whether from the temple here and the, you know, the temple is your life now. We do, we understand that. And um, people are still talking. They, they liken this that there's a third temple to actually physically built. Some people say that there's a third temple com coming. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not overly, I, I haven't studied it enough to know what this is talking about. But I do know that I'm a temple of God right now in my own life. 
so I can receive this word as a prophecy for the temple. And the Dead Sea, it flourishes. Life comes, many fish. Many fish. Are you ready for the fish to come in to the house? Are you ready that as we go on this missions, that it won't just be for Samaria and for the uttermost parts of the world, but as we do those things, Jerusalem will be touched too. Our close circles, people, there are going to be fish swimming. I don't want us to be the constipated Dead Sea. We must have an out that flows in and it comes from the river of God, that river that constantly moves. Well, I want to pause here at the moment as well because something about saturation in that scripture. There's something about saturation. What level of saturation of God's river are you prepared to step into? You can go up to your ankles, you can go to your knees, you can go to your waist or you can go and swim in the saturation of the river of God. Where are you? Take a look at your saturation now. I know saturation is a word that we use with photography too, where like you pull that bar and then the colours all become dynamic as you saturate that image. And, and you often see them, there's some filters that you can use online that bring out the saturation and make your picture and your face looks all lovely. And or I know many of you do it because I've seen, I've seen the beautiful example of saturation used in your filters that you use on Facebook. But I, what is your saturation level? Where are you in relation to this river of God that Ezekiel was talking about? I believe it's going to flow out of this temple. It's going to flow down our high street. That as we go out of these four walls and we don't leave it locked up, I always say it at the end of service, we don't receive our blessing in here to not go out of the doors and carry it with us. We are the river of life. Many people say that the, the river of life, and we're going to look at Revelation where there's another, re- there's another reference to the river of life right at the end of the book. And you know what? The reason many people say that Jesus Christ is the river of life too, that he was given, that eternal life is the river of life. Many people have studied different things and they have different interpretations, but all of them come back to the fact that Jesus Christ lives in me. The temple is in me and this revival, and we are part of that river. Where are you in relation to the river of God this morning? Are you looking on from a distance or are you knee deep? Are you waist deep? Let's look at how we are saturated this morning, how you are saturated. I want to encourage you, there's an amazing, there's an amazing opportunity for you to bathe in that river. And you can stay in that river or you can just be carried with the current. And we're going to see that there's life on the riverbanks. Let's take a look at this. I'm going to read Revelation. Sarah, I might need you to hold the mic though. Is that okay? You have to turn the page in the middle. Let's take a look at Revelation. Um, chapter 22, verse 1 to 5. It's another reference to the river of God. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruits, yielding its fruits every month. And, and the leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nations. There's purpose here, church. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on, on their foreheads. There will, there will be no more night. 
There will be no need for light of a lamp or the, or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. So that's where the river of God and people find the interpretation that that's about eternal life. Well, eternal life we know is found in Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you that this river on either side of its banks as it flows down the street of the city has life attracted to it. There should be life attracted to our church and to this body as we send ourselves out in the river as we're all saturated in the river of God and we flow out of this place there should be life on our banks I'm excited to see the fish that are going to come and the and the trees that are going to grow and establish we should be able to lift the economy of this town simply because we're the river of God running through the high street of it the economies of heaven should be Dunstable's portion because Com Church is on the high street do I get an amen I'm just prophesying this out there over the life of our church today because I want us to jump into that river I want to make sure that this church has an output I want to make sure that there are people being sent out. I want to be sure that we recognize those ministries and that there's a sending out so that we don't become stale and stagnate. I want to make sure that we have a good dose of love laxative to make sure that we are not a, we are not a constipated body of people that just sit there and we enjoy our blessing, but that there is an outflow. I'm sorry, that's really disgusting. Sarah's laughing at me just here. What are you doing? But it's, God's got to do a deep work inside of us. It's a deep work inside, and that's why I'm using that example. We must, must flow out as the river of God. The river of God, these accounts of the river of God are attractive to me. Are you attracted to that river? When you read them and you see them, there's just something attractive about those prophecies. We need to start speaking this over our church. We need to have an output. We are part of the river of life. The Jesus Christ in you is the river of life for our community. There's eternal life on offer to the people. Look at these empty seats in the middle section here. You can see them from the balcony. Look at them. Look at these empty seats. The fish are going to fill. They're going to come and jump into the boat all by themselves. Look at that. Up there, there's seats. But the thing is, we're going to cast the nets and we're going to do our bit. Amen? This is the prophecy for the house this morning. Let's stand. Let's stand. It's kind of funny, isn't it, that Revelation one? Because if it's just about heaven, I've never thought about this before, but if that Revelation scripture is just about heaven, that John was given a revelation of what heaven would look like and the end times, and John was given that. That's what the book of Revelation is. It's, a, it's like a revelation that he had and he saw. But it says that the river of God is for the healing of the nations, but if he's talking about the end times, why did the, why did the nations be healed? The nations have gone. There's, it's It's finished. There must be something in this prophecy that is for us today, right now, because it says that it's for the healing of the nations. If you want to see healing, if you want to see healing, make sure you're saturated in the river of God yourself. Let's make sure that I haven't gone, oh, do you know what? I'm only at 50%. I only want to go in up to my knees. Let's fully saturate ourselves and we will see the healing 
of the nations. Come alongside the river of God this morning. That's why we receive our blessings. There is power coming on you because you are to be his witness to those people. So when I said there's a secret to taking a step beyond the point of blessing and into God's supernatural realms of power, that comes because we know that there is healing for the nations in this river of God that we're going to completely saturate ourselves in. So I'm going to pray this over us today that we won't not have an outlet. There is an importance that this beatitude message of hashtag blessed does come into our spirit, but we know that we're blessed to bless. That we receive our blessings so we can be our blessing. You received your healing so that you could share and witness to the healing power of God. You received your family breakthrough and the relationship breakthrough because someone else needs to hear it. I need to share my blessing. I want Comchurch to be a reminder to you today that at the end of our Beatitude series about blessing, we made the deliberate decision to go, what is our output? How are we putting out what we are blessed? And that's what we need to do in in all of our lives. Can you close your eyes for one moment and self-assess? Is there an outflow in your life? What is your outlet? Are you happy with your small family and... You're just happy with your job. You're happy with, I don't want this to get too big. I don't want to be challenged any. I'm happy with this bit of life. I'm happy to go in up to my ankles and that's where I'll stay. Is that you? Or are you someone willing to be saturated this morning completely in the river of God? That it would be a moving flow that runs down our high street and has trees growing on the edge. That the economy of Dunstable would rise because of us that amazing things would happen, that there would be life, that there would be great salvation in the house. What are you connected with and what level of saturation have you got? I want you to move close to the river this morning. Get closer to the river. Thanks for listening to Com Church Talks. We'd love to hear from you and you're welcome to any of our Sunday services or midweek comms. For more information or to get in touch, visit our website at www.comchurch.org.uk or find us on Facebook. God bless.